Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. As of the date of this podcast episode, the midterm elections for U.S. governorships and the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, they are in full swing. People are actually out and about. Some people have already voted by mailing in their ballots. Other people are waiting to get to the place where they can pull the lever, so to speak, or press the button in person. That's right, including with all of the maligning of opponents, mudslinging, half-truths, and even factless lies are there for everyone to see and hear. It's terribly disappointing for the most part and downright disgusting in my opinion. It's important to avoid the conclusion that only this uh, afflicts one political party or the other. Both major parties can sling the foul-looking and auditorily warped attack ads when it suits their purpose. But, and here's the rub, don't be lulled into thinking that both parties are the same in their approach to trying to do right by the vast majority of Americans. And I'm talking about the average American and especially the lower middle income Americans and even the poor and dispossessed. As with many of you, something caught my attention over the past few weeks that well-known Republican Party senior leaders have been mentioning. This isn't the usual cultural wars that everyone's come to know. The issue I'll mention in a while isn't about LGBTQ existence and bathroom access or women's reproductive rights or the big lie that the last presidential election was fraudulent. Finally, this important issue is about policy. Yes, that's right, policy. If you're on the political left or right, that's fine. Progressive or conservative or somewhere in between, that's acceptable and is normal discourse in any liberal democracy. Having debates on policy is what should be happening even when there is disagreement on those policies. That's normal and expected, and frankly, it's welcome, right? No, the mischaracterizations and the half-truths and factless lies don't make politics any more acceptable than what's occurring in today's circles. But policy discussions are absolutely where we should be. Well, I've gone on long enough with this leading concerning the policy from Republican circles. You may recall a couple of episodes past during which I mentioned both Democratic and Republican parties support Social Security and Medicare. That's relatively true for the most part. But now comes the microscope to see and hear what some Republican leaders are saying about these two important programs that millions, and I repeat, millions of Americans especially on which elderly persons depend. Oh, and just a note to interject before I call out some of the Republican thinking about these two beneficial and actually crucial programs. I know of an 87-year-old woman whose sole source of income is Social Security. She is receiving about $1,200 a month, or she was, in Social Security. When she started Medicare Part B this year, her Medicare premium is $500 which is automatically deducted from her social security check, which leaves her with $700 a month to survive on. Now think about this, $700 a month to survive on. Not living with family, it's just her. Now we've all heard of the working poor, which afflicts people from all political affiliations, including from urban and suburban areas to the countryside of Appalachia and beyond. I have a question for anyone listening Truly, how does an 87-year-old woman survive on $700 per month? 
to take your rent, food, and all the other issues that come up. And if anyone comes back with, well, she can get a job at a fast food restaurant, work at a car wash, become a janitor or garbage collector, please spare me the unrealistic nothingness. That's just garbage. Now, what would happen to her and millions of other elderly senior citizens that are in her situation when their Social Security and Medicare is suspended or eliminated, especially after they've worked all their lives and paid diligently into these systems? Now, Democrats are staying on message and saying no reductions in Social Security and Medicare benefits for current beneficiaries, full stop. However, some Democrats are even considering means testing for the future. There are some Democratic politicians who are far-sighted enough to know that entitlement programs continuously left unchecked can hasten either depletion of funding for those programs or ballooning to the point where a large part of the national budget will be consumed by entitlement spending. This cannot be sustained. Now, this is untenable regardless of one's political persuasion, regardless of one's political party. So Democrats, get on board if you're not on board with looking at these programs for the future. Indeed, there is a continued bipartisan reluctance, unfortunately, for dealing with these two programs to ensure their solvency. Not just those who are retiring in the near term, but for those who will retire 10, 20, or 30 years from now. And by the way, Democrats better climb aboard the Social Security and Medicare review train unless they wish to contribute to a future train wreck of these entitlement programs. This is about policy now, not about fighting back against weaponized cultural issues. Democrats, Republicans, when it comes to policy and trying to make things work, you got to come together. But here are some solutions that have been mentioned by influential Republicans. For example, Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin has said that Social Security should become a discretionary program funded by the government in each year's budget. Discretionary? You've got to be kidding, right? As we all know, every October, the U.S. government goes through this budget fight of whether, whether to fund the government for the next fiscal year or cobble together short-term continuing resolutions because the two parties can't agree on a way forward. What an incredible way to run a country, right? Or at least to run a government. Incredible. The United States, which is an economically and commercially developed, viable powerhouse nation, won't not can't, you understand, but won't enact full-year budgets on a consistent basis that markets can remain calm, government agencies can remain functional, and even social support programs can continue without glitches associated with possible and actual lapses in funding. That's where we should be. To my point, yet there are some Republicans who, well, with they would put Social Security and Medicare as part of the yearly discretionary spending garbage that our government goes through? Really? To have someone actually mention this in public and have people clap? The very people that are probably on Social Security in many cases or people who, well, would like to get on it, they're like, well, why would you applaud such a thing? But wait, there's more. Republican Senator Rick Scott of Florida has proposed requiring all government programs presumably, but not explicitly including Social Security, to get affirmative renewal every five years. Then there's what Republican Senate hopeful Blake Masters of Arizona said during their primaries. Well, he said, maybe we should privatize Social Security. Private retirement accounts, get the government out of it altogether. Really? So 
just have thousands or millions of Americans trying to navigate the complications of private retirement accounts as if there won't be all manner of devious folks trying to scam people, especially the elderly, out of what little money maybe they would have? And the markets generally are problematical at times when it can be feast or famine. But I suspect there's a lot more famine in some cases for people not in the know. But on the other hand, I guess if you're in Congress, you are in the know, right? Because a lot of rules don't apply to them that apply to you and me, especially the insider trading thing. Now, if these musings from Republicans are designed to be a catalyst for policy discussions about Social Security and Medicare, then baby, bring it on. That is something that needs to be discussed. That's what this is all about. Indeed, Democrats should never shy away from or avoid policy discussion to improve these programs to ensure viability now and in the years to come. Enough with the culture wars about who's got the shiniest flag pinned on their lapels or who's got the largest flag waving from a pickup truck or pinned to a car's window or the fake garbage about immigrants not contributing to society or the constant and deafening drumbeat of who can be the most masculine and in many cases making points about being thoughtless and uncaring about the less fortunate. Let's get away from that for the time being. We got to get some policy discussions. This is about policy. And absolutely, Republicans and Democrats should engage each other to see what can be done for all Americans, not just the few or the richest who has the most machismo. Well, that's all for me on this short episode. Until the next time, take care. <laughs>